0: woo! Welcome back! Wow, it's been a while. Last two weeks for me, they've been pretty wild. I moved and went on vacation, which, by the way, crazy combination. Not highly recommended, although it was very entertaining. (laughs) Uh, Went to Yellowstone, my girl and I. It was pretty awesome. So we drove, I live in Northwest Washington, so we drove all the way to Yellowstone. It's like a 900-mile drive. Uh, we ended up camping at this lake up in the Idaho Mountains. Uh, it was awesome. It was like a two-mile hike in, in the night. And we ended up camping on like literally like 20 feet from the lake. Uh, that was awesome. Spent like four days in Yellowstone, saw all the stuff, you know. You see the buffaloes and the elks. And all the other stuff, you know, the geysers and the, the boiling mud pots, all the cool shit. And, uh, yeah, I, on the way back, did some more camping, uh, she had a family reunion there, so got to meet the other side of the family, so that was pretty fun, it was a good time, it was a really good time. Uh, and then we also moved at the, at the exact same time, so... Uh, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, she's been freaking out, but it's all good. I've been stressed, but it's all good. Uh, yeah, and we are now officially out of our old place, into our new place. Things are more or less put together. There's still a few piles on the floor, but, uh, we're going to make it work, and she's going to Ikea tomorrow, so... Yeah, well, I will probably have new furniture tomorrow. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I it feels good to just be back talking football. I'm going to sit in here with a cold, cold hard seltzer. And uh, we're just going to play some catch up. The good thing about this time of the year is that there hasn't really been a whole lot going on in terms of football stuff. Today, though was probably the most exciting thing that's happened in about two weeks, which is the 49er State of the Franchise event. So I, unfortunately, have not had a chance to watch it yet. I literally just unloaded the final thing from the car, set the box on the living room floor, plugged in my laptop for the first time in two weeks, wrote up my kind of outline of what I was going to talk about today, and here we are. So I haven't had a chance to watch that. I think it happened about three hours ago, so I'm sure I'll watch it tonight or tomorrow and come back with my thoughts on that within a few days or so. So, the one thing that I do know is uh, they're bringing back the 94 red uniforms, and they look good. They look really good. They're clean. They're clean. It's like the uh, they've got the reds, and they've got the... the the number with the black shadow, just black, simple, clean, white pants. It looks good. I'm excited to see those 94 reds out there. And if they also do the 94 whites this year again, ooh, they look so good. So good. I love I I love those uniforms. I think the 94 whites probably my favorite. They look beautiful. And that year that we just went to the Super Bowl a year ago, they looked awesome. And when they wore them, those games, they dominated. Uh, But those 94 Reds that they just put out today, they look good. They look good. So, exciting! (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so probably in a couple days, I'll try and post again, state of the franchise stuff. But anyways, today, I just want to try and cover everything that I've missed in the past two weeks. So with that in mind, we're just going to play some catch up. First thing, Trey Lance workout videos. Oh my gosh. Did you see all those clips of Trey Lance out there throwing the football? It's been awesome. I don't even know how many times I've rewatched that 60 second video clip that the coach posted to Twitter he was like, you know, here's the little clip. And they would show like an eight second clip and we'd be like, oh, he looks good. And then there'd be another one that come out, like another like 10 second clip. And we're like, oh, it looks good. If only they would give us more to watch. And then he's like, by the way, here's a minute of just Trey Lance running and throwing. And he just, lo- he looks so good. It was awesome. I'm sure you saw it. It was it was just glorious. I loved watching it. Trey looks so good in those videos. That ball has so much velocity. Every time like the ball left contact with the, like, the tip of his fingers, it was like it was shot out of a gun. It was like in his hand, and then as soon as it left his fingertip, it was like it just flew like crazy. Like, I I know that he doesn't have the strongest arm in, like, all of football. But, dude, that thing flies off of his fingers. And it's exciting. Like, the the speed at which that ball moves through the air, it is, I love it. It's exciting. And then the videos, there was, like, there was probably about about eight different clips, I want to say, total that they kind of played in that little 60 seconds that they released. They had one where it was like him. There was a couple where he was just like drop back, like three step drop or like a five step drop or like a from the shotgun. But there was also a couple where he was like rolling out, doing one of those like naked bootleg rollouts and throwing on the run. And dude, he just looks so athletic. His feet move so fast. Like he can run and the angle that they had, where it was behind him, it was the perfect angle. If you just be like, "Whoa, dude, this kid's an athlete," and I'm just getting excited about it. You can probably tell it was awesome. I just those sixty seconds. I was watching that those sixty seconds for like days after they came out. Uh, his release. So his motion for his release looks so much better. His twenty nineteen film. A lot of people criticized his throwing motion, and his release. They said it was elongated or loopy or, you know, however you want to place it. That was one of the reasons why Chris Sims knocked him so much was just because of his release. And it looks so much better than it did his 29 film. It looks really fast. It looks a lot quicker, not quite Jimmy G quick, but dude, the velocity on the ball, him versus Jimmy G is it's night and day. But the speed, his speed of his release, it looks a lot more compact, so it's not nearly as loopy. It's, it looks a lot quicker, a lot cleaner. It looks good. And that was one of the things that they mentioned that when they brought... So when Trey Lance found out that he wasn't going to have a football season and that he would declare for the draft in 2020... He had that one kind of weird offshoot game. But once that happened, he basically started working with a QB coach. So he got one of the top QB coaches, one of the top quarterback you know teams in the country. And he just started working on everything, his release. And he was working with you know one of the top QB coaches for like six months prior to the draft. Maybe like four months, I think is probably a little more accurate. And then when the Niners drafted him... During Rookie Minicamp, they brought him in, they saw what he could do, uh, they saw what his releases. they showed him some things to focus on, and then when they had OTAs, that was another thing that apparently they were really focusing on, was obviously doing the full install, which they got the full install done, but they also focused a lot on him cleaning up, Uh, apparently just, it came out that they were primarily focused on working on his release, so that way he would be able to do everything. So his release is quicker. It's faster. The ball's flying out of his fingers. Really athletic. Everything that you want to hear. He's been working out with teammates. So in a lot of these throwing videos that we've seen, he's been working out with Muhammad Sanu. So he, he was one of the guys who stood out in practice. He's a veteran competing for that wide receiver three position. He's also apparently worked out with Debo a bit. So that's awesome. They're building chemistry. Trey Lance mentioned that it, he's been building chemistry with Sinu, So that's always good. The biggest thing that I get from everything Trey Lance is going on is he's working. He is a grinder, he's focused. And everything you heard about his maturity, his work ethic, how quickly he learns things and implements them and works hard to apply things really quickly. Just he's continuing to check every box, make you feel good about the pick and make you feel about good about his future. They still say that Jimmy Garoppolo is the starting quarterback, but Shanahan has said all along the general thing that Shanahan has been saying. Jimmy is our starting quarterback. When Trey Lance shows that he is ready to compete, there will be a QB competition. So, all I'm saying is there legit might be a battle for that starting quarterback job. I think that Jimmy is going to have to play out of his mind this year to keep Trey on the bench based off of what we're seeing from Trey and how fast he's improving and implementing things and picking things up and how much Shanahan likes him. I mean, Shanahan's liked Trey since January. He's the guy that they've wanted throughout the entire draft process. And you you probably saw the video where Trey was making some throws and Shanahan was just grinning in the background. Trey Lance is like... when, When your kid has a new toy and he just can't wait to play with it because it's what he's wanted for so long that's Shanahan with Trey Lance he's looking at him he's like drawing plays up for Trey Lance after leaving Justin Fields pro day and he's just back there with a shit-eating grin in practice just watching Trey and he can't wait to get him out there And I do believe Shanahan is going to put the best quarterback on the field that he believes can win the most games and gives us the best chance to win. But he can't wait to play with Trey. And that's all I'm going to say about that is I legit think there's going to be a competition for that job. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But I think everything we're getting from Trey is really, really good. And I'm excited about it. The more I find out about Trey, the more excited I get. I, I'll be the first to admit, I wanted Fields, but when we picked Trey, I was like, let me let me learn more about this kid. The more I learn, the more I watch, the more I love, and I'm getting more and more excited. Some other fun things that happened. Uh, this week was T-E-U, Titan University. So George Kittle and, uh, teamed up with Travis Kelsey, and Greg Olson this week to host the first, I think, annual TEU, Tight End University. So they basically hosted an event where they got together about 50 NFL tight ends for a three-day event in Kittle's hometown of Nashville, Tennessee. So it seems like Kittle and Kelsey actually really like each other and seem to be kind of friends off the field, uh, or at the very least, you know, kind of that those like work associates where you work the same position, you're both really good at it, and because of that, you already have really good chemistry and kind of get along really well. They seem to be bros off the field, uh, which you know, it's cool. As long as we're not playing against Kansas City, I'm okay. Uh, I'm still a little bit salty about, you know, Mahomes pulling off that ridiculous win of the Super Bowl, but I can't hate Kelsey, he's always seemed like a cool stand up guy, and I just think it's cool that, uh, Kittle really wants to bring more attention to the importance of the tight end position. That was the big thing that they had been talking about is how much tight ends do and how they feel that they're underappreciated and underpaid. Cause a lot of the times, you know, your tight end, he has to block a defensive end. He's in the run game. So tight ends are doing pass protection against top tier edge rushers. They're, usually the one of the most important run blockers and on top of that they gotta run routes and catch the ball and play offense so it's a really versatile position and that was one of the things that they really wanted to talk about and do is just say hey you know most Super Bowl teams have an elite tight end and when you look at it most of the teams who go to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl even if it's not the best tight end they typically have a really good tight end who is a legitimate weapon on the field. And I just think it's cool that they want to, you know, bring that attention and host that event and props to Kittle just for being like a huge star and a leader. And I just love Kittle. Kittle's awesome. I The one Niner jersey I have is Kittle. I can't help it. I love him. He's awesome. I also say that the tight end you thing, it's awesome. Props, you know, if they want to share their tips, but don't be concerned about Kittle like giving away his tips like they don't you can't just teach a Kittle, you know. Kittle is a psychopath in the best way. He is a physical freak. You know, he's 6'4, 250, runs a 4.5. He's strong as hell. He's the best blocking tight end in the NFL. He's one of the top 2 receiving tight ends in the NFL. Uh, it, it's basically like Kittle Kelsey are the two best tight ends in the NFL. Close behind them is, you could argue, Darren Waller. And then it's, it's a significant drop-off after that. So don't be concerned about somebody stealing Kittle's tips. Because Kittle's the guy. Uh, he's awesome. I love Kittle. So another thing is Shanahan had an interview with uh, The Athletic. I did not actually listen to the full interview just because I don't have an athletic subscription. The main thing that I've heard as far as takeaways from the Kyle Shanahan athletic interview, I think it was with a uh, Tim Kawakami, something like that probably butchered the name. The main thing was that he liked Trey from the start and they weren't going to bother trying to correct all those rumors that started out because you know, you, Kyle Shanahan is one, of, he is a rip your throat out and crush you kind of coach. He is going to do everything to win and get a competitive advantage. And if that competitive advantage was that people thought he was going to go one way when he knew that he wanted to go another way, he wasn't going to correct it. He also talked a little, about, a little bit about liking having a QB who can run. He actually mentioned that he liked he really liked the idea of having a running a quarterback who can run because it forces eleven on football, eleven on eleven football versus eleven on ten football. So it also not only does it force eleven on eleven football, which you know gives you better matchups or the ability to create mismatches but it also stretches defenses horizontally and vertically. So horizontally, because if you think about it, if the quarterback can run those defensive ends and linebackers, they have to really respect the quarterback's ability to get out on the edge or sneak through a lane and get some extra yardage. So it forces that extra horizontal like threat at the line of scrimmage. It also forces you to, a lot of the times, bring more quarterback or bring more defenders closer to the box, which forces teams to kind of be stretched vertically. Because if you bring another player up into the box, that opens up the deep shots. And one of the best things that Shanahan does is open up deep shots. I think I remember reading a statistic from, I don't remember exactly. It was like Pro Football Focus or one of those other ones. Uh, But they were talking about how Shanahan, on deep player targets, Shanahan is able to create over over the last two seasons, it was like 2.5 and like three yards of separation downfield on deep targets. Just think about that. So you have Trey Lance now with the ability to run, and he's big, he's strong, he's fast, he's physical. So he can threaten players around the edges. So those defensive ends, they have to play contain. They can't rush as fast. You got to bring down an extra defender. So maybe you have to play more like cover three, keep a guy in the box. So you only have three deep defenders. And then you've got Shanahan who can scheme guys open with like three yards of separation downfield. Can you imagine what it's like giving Kittle or Debo or Iuke three open yards downfield you have Trey throw them that or, or and it's like that right there, you're getting deep shots and huge explosive plays all day. So it makes sense. And again, I didn't listen to the interview, but I do know that he mentioned that when he had Robert Griffin the third, RG three, for that rookie season when he went off and was crazy productive, like, you know, offensive rookie of the year. I believe they went to the playoffs, but he mentioned how it, it wasn't necessarily his first choice, but he learned so much from that using that offense and having that type of running quarterback threat that ever since then he's liked the idea of a quarterback who can threaten the run because of the mat- mismatches that it forces. And you know Shanahan is all about the mismatches. So, uh, those are the main things, some miscellaneous. So these are just some miscellaneous things that have happened that I got to play catch up on. Uh, so we remember D'Amador Lenore. He posted that video of him dominating Austin Watkins at rookie minicamp. And it's not a big deal, but it sounds like him leaking that clip is going to lead to some fines. The team got in trouble for doing it. And, it's just basically another one of those silly rules of, like, don't have, like, contact in rookie practice. So, you know, go ahead and eye roll. Uh, I'm sure Demo will get, like, you know, a talking to, and that's pretty much it. You know, they're not going to, like, go on come down too hard on him. And the team's probably going to get fined, like, 50 or 100 grand or something dumb. Uh, but they're not going to lose any draft picks or anything. So just, you know, another kind of silly eye roll kind of dumb NFL rule. But anyways, it happened, and we found out that that's what it was. We all know about Justin's school. He tore his ACL, ended up getting placed on IR. So he did end up clearing waivers, which means he's now on the uh, injured reserve for the 49ers. So he'll be available hopefully next year, 2022, to compete for uh, a tackle position on the team. And I didn't mention this last time, but the team did add a veteran offensive lineman to take his position uh, or to add offensive lineman depth for training camp. And they added veteran Senio Kelamete, former Texan. I don't know if he makes the team, but he will be competing for offensive guard in camp. I don't think he makes the team, but I will say that one thing that we do kind of want to keep an eye on is just because somebody doesn't make the final 53 doesn't mean that they won't be on the team at some point. You know, a lot of the times teams, they have their training camps, they have their nineties. Eventually they make their final cutdowns, You got your final 53 with your 10 person practice squad. There's probably a few guys who are out there on the street mid season that they might bring back. Cause Hey, we had that guy in training camp. We're familiar with him. Uh, he was good enough that he's worthy to come in and be a depth piece because we had an injury. So I don't know if he'll make the team or anything. He's probably just a cam body, but you never know. And we, who knows? Maybe if he doesn't even make the 53, maybe he does come in if there's an injury somewhere along the offensive line. You never know. Defensive end Jordan Willis, he is suspended for the first six games of the season. Or, correction, first six weeks, Uh, PEDs, so he did the thing where he took something he shouldn't have, who knows what it was, it could have been some random chemical on a protein supplement, it probably wasn't, you know, the steroids or something, but the NFL is crazy with their huge list of banned substances, Uh, it was a six week suspension, so it's not like, hey, this was your first one, Usually it's like a two game is your first one. This is sick. So, you know, um, the main thing is that the edge depth took a minor hit. I think he was likely a depth and bubble, bubble, roster bubble kind of guy, probably the number three or the number four edge rusher. But it does hurt a little bit because, you know, you want to have that fresh rotation of edge players Bose is coming off an ACL and he might need to take a couple extra snaps off per game. Just, you know, don't want to overwork it coming off of an ACL. Uh, he will, Jordan Willis will still be able to participate in training camp and the preseason. So we'll see him in training camp. We'll probably see some preseason film of him and see how he looks. But he will be suspended without pay for the first six weeks. Which, because the Niners have an early bye week, is going to mean the first five games. So he will be unavailable for the first five of 17 games. So he could still have a significant impact after week six. Speaking of defensive end, Jason Verrett was working to recruit his former teammate and former charger, Melvin Ingram. And I like the fit. Melvin Ingram, he's still available. He is the type of player that would fit well with what the Niners want, meaning he is an edge rusher who wins with speed and off of the edge. He was always he, he was similar to D Ford. He's he, not the same as D Ford. They're different players, but similar type of player in the sense of you know kind of your speed to power uh, wide edge type of defender on the defensive line. So I like the fit. And I still think the Niners need some edge depth. Our interior defensive line is stacked, like super stacked. Uh, But I would like to add Melvin Ingram or another one who's available, Justin Houston. He's still available. And I think that adding a quality veteran defensive edge would be a smart move. Unfortunately, as far as the cap goes, we're only going to have about $4.5 million or so in available cap after all the rookie deals are signed. So things are going to be a little bit tight. And I think it's going to be hard to get a Melvin Ingram or a Justin Houston on like a veteran minimum, like $1 million deal. I also feel like if they were willing to do that, they would have been picked up by now. My guess is they, since they're still currently available, they probably want more than what teams are willing to pay unless there's a training camp or preseason injury or if a team decides that just their defensive ends are crap and they need a guy. So they're still on the market. I would love to add one of them. Varette wants Ingram, which would be cool, but... I think it's going to be a little bit tight with the cap. So we'll see. Another thing that happened is Tom Brady had an interview. I do have to say, um, I'm not a Tom Brady hater. I think that Tom Brady is one of the most, obviously the most successful NFL quarterback of all time. I mean, dude's been playing in the NFL for 20 years. He's won seven Super Bowls. He's what he's been to nine or 10 now. Like, You can't argue with that. All right. Uh, I've never been a hater. I didn't really understand why as Niners, we should hate Brady. It's not like we're in the same division or even the same conference or Brady like did something bad to us. Like not that I'm aware of. Uh, So, you know, it's whatever. I will say I love that now that Brady is out of the new England Patriots now that he's with Tampa Bay, he has come out of his shell and it is fucking hilarious. Like Tom Brady, when he was at the Patriots, he's like, hey, uh, you know, I'm just this just this kind of kind of goofy dad who's super intense on Sunday with football. And that was basically all that we saw. And he always gave the super like PC politically correct answers and interviews, everything. Because, you know, Belichick is like, we don't see anything. That's all we say is that we don't see anything and we're on to Cincinnati. But ever since he's been in Tampa Bay, Tom Brady is out there getting shit-faced, throwing Super Bowl Lombardi trophies from boat to boat. And he's posting, like, Instagram videos where he's throwing footballs through the moon. And his new Twitter picture is him with, like, laser eyes. And I fucking love it. I think that it is hilarious and I love seeing the dude come out of his shell. Uh, Now that he's in, now that he's in Tampa and who knows, maybe we'll have to play him, but I, I do just have to say, I think it's funny watching him come out of his shell and his sense of humor. It's, it's been enjoyable. And I follow him on Twitter and it's fun. He did have an interview and he was apparently throwing some shade at somebody. And in the interview, he said, they picked that motherfucker over me. As Niners fans, a lot of Niners fans, as well as a lot of other teams, thought, oh my gosh, Brady must be talking about my quarterback. And some evidence, somebody came out and said that it sounds like they were likely he was referring to Tannehill because Brady was becoming a free agent the same time that the Titans decided to re-up on Tannehill and give him a contract extension. And... Tom Brady and Jimmy G seem to be pretty tight off the field. You know, I know that they uh, competed with each other when Jimmy was his backup, but Brady and Jimmy seem to be tight. You know, we see them hanging out sometimes. Jimmy never gets seen doing anything, but he's been seen hanging out with Brady at the, what do you call that? The Kentucky Derby and things like that. So Jimmy and Brady seem pretty tight. I don't think Brady would call Jimmy a motherfucker. (laughs) Uh, see, I mean, whoever, whoever he was talking about, I don't think it was Jimmy, uh, could have been Derek Carr. Like they picked that motherfucker over me or Ryan Tannehill. They picked that motherfucker over me either way. It was just kind of funny. Uh, even with all the, like, you know, the Niners taking a look at Brady after the Super Bowl, they decided to go with Jimmy. I don't think Brady would say that Jimmy's a motherfucker, (laughs) whatever. Uh Florio who's a joke and a troll has been doing Florio things and he keeps insisting insisting that Brady was referring to the Niners but you know Florio's a dumbass who likes to troll for clicks so who cares don't feed the troll. Uh feeding the trolls is bad. They become dependent on it and then they do trolly things. <laughs> and the last thing that I wanted to mention was a Joe Staley interview. So I miss Joe Staley. That dude was awesome. Awesome player, awesome person. Joe Staley was inducted to the Senior Bowl Hall of Fame, and he had a short little five-minute interview. Part of the interview, he was asked about the Niners quarterback situation. He talked about how the main thing he talked about when they talked about Jimmy was when Jimmy came in, he came in, and he became the leader, and he, just, he won games, and Jimmy's a winner. And it's true. But he also mentioned that Jimmy hasn't always been available. And that's why they got Trey. They brought in Trey as insurance in case of Jimmy. He also mentioned he really likes Trey's skill set. And he's really excited to see what Trey can do in Shanahan's offense. And the other thing that he mentioned, and we've also heard this a few times, is that he thinks that bringing in Trey is going to bring out the best in Jimmy. Everyone keeps saying competition's good, competition's good, and it's true because competition brings out the best. And more competition at quarterback is going to bring out the best in everybody. So, yeah, we'll see. But, yeah, it was it was good to see Joe Staley. He's dropped like 100 pounds or something since his playing days. So he's looking good, and he's his funny, outgoing, awesome self. And, uh, yeah, just awesome dude. Love Joe Staley. Hopefully, he's inducted into the Hall of Fame because that dude deserves it. Multiple time Pro Bowler, 13 seasons in the NFL, two Super Bowl appearances, and just overall awesome human being. So, that's pretty much it. Uh, I did mention the state of franchises today. It was about three hours ago. So, I'll probably be talking about that next time. And also a reminder. Uh, Remember, the team reports to training camp July 27th. And I think training camp starts on the 29th or 30th or something like that. But anyways, July 27th. Today is June 30th, which means that four weeks, we have four weeks to training camp. Football is coming. Football is less than a month away. I can't wait. Training camp is like... 30 days like 30 days 30 days so while we're waiting for those 30 days to pass the main things I'm probably going to be talking about coming up is mostly just kind of some training camp battles some key players what to look for in training camp that's going to be the main thing that I'm going to try and talk about so again next time stay the franchise after that training camp battles, key matchups, things like that. Of course, whatever else news comes up, if there's some big news. I I will obviously talk about it. So yeah, that's all for today. Thanks for listening. Appreciate all of you. Like, share, subscribe, rate, review, all that other stuff that you do with, you know, the technologies nowadays. And don't die in the heat. Please don't die in the heat. Beat the heat, as they say. Beat the heat. And if I don't get another one out this week, Happy 4th of July. And as always, I will catch you next time. Peace out.